Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Get up in the evening feeling like Craig Thompson. Grab my laptop, set up my mic, I'm gonna rant and rave some. Before I record, grab a glass of Coke and Jack. Cause when we begin recording, I know I'm not refilling that. Talking previewing all the games, analyzing stats and plays, laughing, poking fun at names. Jeremy reads and quotes Phil Steele zine, pulling up numbers and reads. Starting to get a bit off topic, see? What? Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the games not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't stop, make it hot, yell about the takes not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're biased against your team and we make that clear. Don't get paid, don't ever fade, cause we're already here. Talk about hoops and football, cause we got all the swagger. Sometimes guests come on the show, but we never have Mick Jagger. All the writers cramping up. Matt's throwing his arms up. Kyle's got all the funny stuff. We go until SBN shuts us down. Or Mountain West hunts us down. Mountain West shuts us down. Nobody's gonna shut us down. Don't stop, make it hot. Yell about the takes, not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't stop, make it hot. Yell about the takes, not. Chris will start a fight about the rankings tonight. Mountain West connection and the hot takes don't stop now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right, folks, we're doing this live two days in a row because, well, stuff happens and we do it this way. Jeremy Moss here going solo. Check us out at mwcconnection.com. We're continuing our season preview of as many non-conference teams as possible. And we're lucky for today because we're going to be talking BYU, and they knock out six of those in one shot here, which is very beneficial to us. And to do so, we bring on Robbie, Robbie McCone from VanquisherPro.com. First off, Robbie, how'd you like your opening number there? Yeah, I mean, you got the hot takes flowing, that music there. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped, ready to go. I, I like it. Thank you. So, yeah, we brought you on to talk Cougars. And like I said, we're trying to get about 50 of these done, but – yeah. Thank you for taking care of six of those today. Because what do we have? I still have to look every time. Was it Fresno State, Boise State, uh-huh. uh, UNLV, Hawaii, San Jose? Is that everybody? I'm thinking. Uh, I think there's so many. I have six of them. I think that is that all of them. Close I think got all of them. But yeah, about half the schedule. It's like BYU's pretty much back in the Mountain West this year. Almost seems like. Can't get too far away from us, man. You're always hanging around. Just always lingering. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do here, let's let's start with the big picture like we've done for every one of these team previews. 
give us your big view of what happened during spring football so everybody can be aware of what was going down there in Provo. Yeah, so BYU is year two of uh, Kalani Sataki, his uh, coach, coaching staff. Um, they're the second year, so just a little, little – everyone's a little more dialed in, kind of know what's expected. They were more familiar with Ty Demmer's offensive system, with Ilasa Tuiaki, the defensive coordinator, his system. So just a lot more of a comfort level. And I think the biggest thing this year is just really important that the team knows that Tanner Ming and that, that quarterback, he's the guy to lead the team. You kind of look back last year, Taysom Hill, he, was, he wasn't officially named the starter, but it was kind of understood that he would be the starter. I mean, he was injured last year, so it was kind of a, a almost awkward situation, if you want to call that, because Tanner Megan, he was taking all the first-team reps, but everyone's like, okay, we know it's T- T- Taysom gets, gets ready, healthy, and ready to go. He'll be the starter. So I think it was really good for this team that hey, they know, hey, Tanner Megan, he's entrenched as our starter. He's the leader. He he had a lot more confidence in himself, knowing that hey, I'm the guy. I could go out with the receivers, throw the ball, really understand the offense. So I think from that perspective, and BYU avoided in, any major injuries there. So I think just from that leadership perspective, knowing that Tanner Mingham's the guy, I think overall it was a really good spring ball for BYU. So with him being the guy, are they a better team with him being quarterback Tanner Mangum over Taysom Hill? <laughs> yeah, I mean I think this offense, the ceiling, cause just with Taysom's. Injury history, just his style. I mean, he's not a prototypical NFL-type quarterback because that's the offense BYU's in with the pro-style offense Ty Detmer wants to implement. I mean, Tanner Mangum, just the accolades he had coming out of high school. coming out, He was a Elite 11 co-MVP with Jameis Winston. We know what Jameis Winston did in college. He won a Heisman Trophy. He won a national championship. And Tanner Mangum had those accolades coming out of high school. And then freshman year, he put up some good numbers through for over 3,300 yards. And I think – I mean, we – Last year in the bowl game, it was pretty bad weather against Wyoming, and he struggled a lot. So there, it's still a little bit up in the air how he'll be able to fit into this offense. Because he got – he, honestly, he did get a little lucky his freshman year. He had some three receivers at 6'5 to throw to. So a lot of times he just kind of throw it up, put in a good spot for his receivers to make a play. But that's the big question is do you have those receivers to kind of bail Tanner out of some situations? So I think the ceiling is a little bit higher for for Tanner compared to Taysom just because – what he brings, he has better arm strength, he has better accuracy, but he doesn't have the legs Taysom had, and Taysom got BYU have a lot of such bad situations with that. So I think higher ceiling, but lower floor with Tanner. All right, since you mentioned receivers really quick, they lost their top three guys. One of the Giants, Nick Kurtz is gone, Mitchell Jerkins, Colby Pearson. They uh-huh. sort of have a tight end coming in if it's going to be Moroni Latu Putitao or they have Justin Trinaman yeah. or Jonah Trinaman who burned her downfield. Who's going to be Who's going to step up to take place of those guys? Yeah, it has to be Jonah Trinaman. Um, he was a Juco All-American coming out of Snow College. And like you said, he, he's a burner. He's a guy that's got 4-4 type of speed. He can really stretch the field. And Taysom, for all the good things he did, he just didn't quite have the arm to take advantage of Jonah's speed. I mean, Jonah really only had one long touchdown catch last year. It was against Toledo game. He had a 75-yard touchdown reception the first play in the Toledo game which I think Tanner Tanner really does have a he has an NFL type arm where he could take advantage of Jonah's speed down the field so I think that's the first guy that Jonah Trimmon he's really got to step up and then tight ends that's what Ty Demmer really wants to implement in the offense um I touched on spring ball a little before one guy just got off a, a Mormon mission was Matt Bushman he did, showed really well in the spring game he's a guy that really needs to step up Something that Ty Detmer wants to implement the offense, the tight end. 
And then another guy you mentioned, Moroni Lualaluputatau, he's going to be switching over from wide receiver to tight end. Um, right now he doesn't have the frame necessarily to, be, to block well enough. But he's a guy, he's a big guy, he could really catch the ball. So those are three guys at BYU. They really want to be at least a, be a consistent offense with some explosive plays. They're going to need those receivers to step it up this year. All right, let's quit beating around the bush. The big question offense, Jamal Williams, uh-huh. who's going to replace, replace him or running back? He's now with the Packers. They have a couple uh-huh. of guys back there, but I'm watching spring ball. They see tight end saying, well, whoever is the best at catching the ball or running the ball or blocking or fits the play call will see playing time. Is that what you think, or who do you mm-hmm. think could be the guy by the time? Most of these games are second half of the year, so we shouldn't know who it is, though. Yeah, I mean, you hear a lot of coach speak from, like, the coaches, like Reno Mahe, the running back coach. They'll be like, oh, no, we have a lot of good running backs, and they'll all take reps. But I think that's really kind of code for no one separate themselves in spring ball, and we don't know who's going to be the lead back. So I think initially um, it's probably going to be Squally Canada. He was the backup to John Williams this past year. He's a transfer from Washington State. So I think initially out of the gate he'll probably be the guy that will be the focal point. I mean, he's he was a solid running back last year. He got the – start in the Boise State game. It wasn't necessarily think flashy. He's a guy that could get you four to five yards of carry, but he doesn't just necessarily have that wow factor that Jamal Williams has. I mean, I'm not a lot, very few running backs around the country are going to have that wow factor. Just he's a, he's a fourth round pick in the NFL draft. But I think the guy that we are that really excited about, I think it's going to be Ula Tolutau. Uh, he was a, he just really also got back from a LDS mission. He was a Wisconsin commit prior to his mission. And then with the change in the coaching staff, he committed to BYU, and he's a big bruising back. He just totally abolished and obliterated all of the Utah high school state rushing records. He rushed a ton of yards in high school. I think he's the guy with the highest ceiling. If BYU really wants to take this offense to the next level, I think he's the guy that really needs to step up. Um, you mentioned pass catching ability. His pass catching ability is a little bit in question. But, I mean, he's a guy, he's a bruiser, he's a banger. So, I think down the road this season, maybe not initially, he might more split carries. But I think down the road, he could be more the more feature and prominent role in BYU's offense. Yeah, he's huge. Listed 6'1", 255. Yeah, he's a big boy. I mean, he could, the BYU obviously has a pro-style offense. We could see him, like, in fullback-type situations. But I think he's a guy, if he, as long as he, if he continues to get back in shape, I think he's a guy that could get steal a lot of those carries. All right, let's switch to the defense really quick. For people who know anything about college football, Kalani Sataki, what he did at Oregon State, University of Utah, he's coached with Gary Anderson, Kyle Whittingham, a lot of defensive coaches. So mm-hmm. that's usually going to be no issue, no problems. What's your like the highlight of the defense, you think, for the best unit going in for this next year? Yeah, no no question it's going to be the linebackers. BYU, they run a 4-3 scheme. BYU returns all three linebackers from this past season. And the best guy on the team is outside linebacker Fred Warner. I mean, BYU's had some great linebackers under Brockham Mendenhall, and even before that, he's kind of in the mold of that Kyle Van Noy type, just a playmaker on the outside. He get after the quarterback. BYU actually uses him a lot in nickel situations. He's good in pass coverage. He had an amazing interception return in last year versus um, in the Boise State game. He had an amazing pick six. So he's the guy, he headlines that he's the best player on the team right now, the the best NFL potential. And then the other two guys, you have Butch Powell in the middle. He's like just a, one of the prototypical middle linebackers. He gets you 20 tackles a game, just loves contact. You'll see him. He'll 
get a tackle and just laugh. He just loves playing football, loves contact. And uh, that's the other outside linebacker spot. You got Francis Bernard, who actually last year was his first year playing outside linebacker. He play, he's a junior now. He played running back his freshman year and had quite a bit of success. But the staff decided to move him over to the outside. He had a good year last year, and he was still learning the position, was able to start. Now he has another year under his belt. So definitely that linebacker unit is kind of – that's definitely BYU's calling card on the defense side of the ball. They really get after it in pressure. They stop the run. That's where things really start for the defense. All right, one player stood out because we're going to wrap this up here just so we're not going extremely long. Corbin Caputo okay. played basketball, yeah. playing uh-huh. back to football full-time, 6'9", 285. Yeah. This is going to be his second year in going to straight into football. What do, what do they expect from uh-huh. him this year? Because the defensive line is losing most of their players anyway from last year, too, so he's likely to be the most yeah. guy back. Yeah, he's a guy that will need to be counted on. I think one thing going against him a little bit, I think it probably would have served him well if he just would have just quit basketball this past season. It sounds like in the future he's not going to play basketball anymore. But that prohibited he wasn't able to participate in spring ball this year. So I think that would have been really beneficial for him to have another spring ball under his belt. But, I mean, he surprised last year. Not many people expected him to have the production that he did. But he had some. He had great production. He had a few sacks, a couple of block kicks, as you can imagine, with his six nine frame. And he's another guy that will take a step forward. I wouldn't expect necessarily a huge impact player, but I mean he's gonna. He's probably gonna start on that defensive line. He's obviously six nine, so I think he naturally will take another step forward. But I wouldn't necessarily uh, envision a huge leap for him, as many would suspect, just due to his. He didn't participate in spring ball. Just wasn't able to get back. He's getting back into football shape a little bit later. So he's, he's the guy that doesn't be counted on one of the defensive end spots because that was one of the weaknesses for BOA last year, just generating a pass rush. All right. What a final question for you. Since they're playing six yeah. Mountain West teams, what do, you, what do you think the record will be against all these schools they're playing this year? Yeah. I, I it, think it is the one. middle of summer, so it's okay to guess. If you watch, not a big deal. Yeah. Don't hold it to you. Yeah. I'd say five and one. Um, I'd say the probably least of Boise State. Um, I, I I could go either because that past few years, I mean, the home team has pretty much owned, owned it, whoever's been home. I mean, last year, the last game at Pro BYU, Boise State, they did, after Tanner Mangum, he got the, the first possession, they got a touchdown. Boise shut down BYU for the rest of the game, and then the last two possessions, obviously, BYU, get, Tanner Mangum had like the, they had the Hail Mary and then yep. the kind of pick six that. The score, BYU won by 11, but it was Boise State was up by fourth, less than a minute left. So I think that's the biggest toss-up. BYU should be favored pretty heavily in the rest of the games. So uh, my guess will be 5-1. and one. Um, I mean, BYU could go 6-0. I mean, they could drop a couple games with injuries. But I, mean, I would say BYU goes 5-1 and one against the Mountain West teams with a lone loss being the Boise State. I think it makes a lot of sense. The only other game that might cause them some trouble, maybe at uh-huh. Hawaii, because all the other teams are pretty, honestly, not very good in the Mountain West, but Hawaii was just the yeah. worst. That's the only one where maybe, but they're giving them, what, seven, looking at some numbers, like 75% chance to win that Hawaii game. So it's like, well, probably not. Yeah. Be a loss for them. Yeah, you never know with you know, the travel going out to Hawaii, being the last game, who knows, BYU, they could be 8-5 and five and have their bowl destination locked up. So, Motivation. BYU is in a little unique position being independent. Is motivation? You don't know what their motivation level is going to be at. So I think that could be one potentially that BYU could drop as well. Excellent. Thank you, Robbie, for hopping on with us on this day for a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thanks for having work. me on. But yeah, 
No problem. Check all his stuff out at VanquishTheFoe.com, and we'll probably chat again with six games coming up down the road, but have a good one, man. For sure. You too, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. See ya. All right. One more time. That was Robbie McCombs from VanquishTheFoe.com. All BYU stuff. Yes, they play six Mountain West teams, basically back in the conference for the most part. It's good to play BYU. I know some fans of the league do not like that just because they went independent. They kind of did their own thing. But he's not wrong. The record could be 6-0, and 5-1. Utah State, who knows if they'll get that much better with new OC David Yost. I'm going to say it'll take a bit. It is up in Logan, which a little bit interesting just because it's a road game, but a lot of BYU fans in the state. Here's who they play really quick. It's just so we have the schedule laid out in front of people. They play at Utah State on September 29th. Uh, BYU host Boise State on October 7th. And then you have a couple of other games. Then it goes San Jose State October 28th at BYU, at Fresno State November 4th, at UNLV November 11th, and then at Hawaii end of season November 25th. So those are the Mountain with Foes uh, BYU plays this year. And they're projected to win every game outside the Boise State game. That's about a 50-50 slight edge to the Broncos. And, again, only the Hawaii game, my, I, my opinion, might be the only one. I guess Utah State, Bill Connolly gives uh, BYU a 59% chance to win that game. That seems a bit low, in my opinion, just because Utah State wasn't great last year, and they're replacing running back, uh, new OC, new coaches. And then compared to Hawaii, where they went to a bowl game, won their bowl game, have Drew Brown at quarterback, have some decent talent they're returning. So we'll see how it plays out. But once again, we thanks for Robbie uh, hopping on and joining us for another off-season show. If you listen live, let us know. It's kind of a last-second thing to go live. We didn't prepare to um, do this live today, but whenever you're listening to this on the beach, down in July, August, a week before the game, whichever Mount West team you are, thanks for listening to the show. We're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, we're on SoundCloud. Oh, no, sorry, scratch that. We're not, we haven't been on SoundCloud for a while. Sorry. Tune in radio as well. Um, leave us a comment if you love the show. Give us a review on those uh, platforms, obviously five-star preferably. And everyone have a have a good day. And as always, yeah, we're biased against your team, guys. Thank you.